Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, comic books, and anime, and let you know if it's worth a second. I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by... Megan Hoffman. And today we are talking about the 2021 adaption, remake, slash, sequel, slash, reboot, slash, I don't know, of Candyman, directed by Nia DaCosta, and screenplay by Jordan Peele, Gwen Rosenfield, and Nia DaCosta. Starting right now, we got this movie, and it stars uh, Yala Abdul, uh, Ahmadine II as Anthony McCoy. We got uh, Atenoia Paris as Brianna, and a bunch of other people. Uh, Vanessa Williams, who apparently has been bathing in the blood of virgins because she is ageless in one particular scene. And uh, yeah, we're just going to hop into this. Uh, this is the sequel to the film that came out way back in like 1992 or something. But this movie is um, basically takes place kind of like in the art world. Uh, I was uh, as the movie was kind of going on, I was kind of getting uh, Velvet Buzzsaw vibes. In the way, whenever they're in a museum, they would, or just they would talk about art, and that like almost like they were satirizing like the art community in terms of how they talk and being like they're so into themselves. They don't like kind of play up these like these very vague descriptions of art, like they're these things like, oh, it expresses so much but says so little without doing this, and they use like like very much like if you want to impress your art, like your art history teacher on a paper, like 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 you use a lot of these words. I don't know. I would say. I mean, I definitely see that, but I think in this movie, the actual like notes people were saying about the artwork made sense. Whereas like in Velvet Buzzsaw, they were just trying to sound like the most important person in the room. I think, some, like, the character, the main character, I forget his mm-hmm. name, he um, has this art piece that's based on the Candyman murders, or the, the folk legend of Candyman. And um, he has it behind a mirror, and all of his artwork is behind a mirror, and uh, they're all his interpretations of, I guess... Uh, black violence and and police brutality and stuff like that and people are commenting on like it's nice but like why would you put all your paintings in a place where nobody can really see them mm-hmm. like I'm seeing a mirror but your art is like at the actual art that you did is like dimly lit I can't mm-hmm. see so I was like that is a good point yeah and they were making some good points yeah they're uh, and they they were making points about like him because I guess like a lot of like they show previous artwork that he has and it's all, kind of all that we see anyway, like kind of like leaning towards like talking about social injustice and and, and unrest, and it's all kind of a, it, it, like it all kind of. But on a very superficial but, level. Yeah, like it, it, and like, I think that and that's that was, not pretentious when people and, say and, that. I and, thought that was. And true. that was my problem, and it was pointed out by people that would look would yeah. look at this and you don't have anything deeper to say other than isn't this bad? This is happening. Look at. And it's like yeah. yes, and it's like. You got what else? It's definitely like he's just profiting off of crimes against minorities, and he's not really doing anything to help. He's more just like using it for his own personal gain, which felt very like selfish and superficial. Yeah, which harkens back to the original with the girl who's like a journalist or like a I guess like a graduate student, and and she's writing like her thesis on it, and she's also kind of exploiting it as well like I like I need a topic that's that like that has all this interest and, and I go into this neighborhood that I never go into before and will never go again after I get this thesis done mm-hmm. so it feels kind of like she's exploiting it and although like he like he kind of almost thinks that like him being black like 
Makes it, it okay. Makes it, like, there's, like, this ownership, so it's not like he's technically exploiting, but he yeah, is. He's like, I can't exploit my own culture, so. I, especially when he lives in a nice-ass place, so it's not like he's even, like, like of the poor folk. Which I think is actually one of the more interesting conversations that came from this movie of, like, when, like, are you, like, telling other people's stories and just using that for your own personal gain, even if you identify with it. Mm-hmm. Like, what part of that is when do you get into the like this is kind of like gross and exploitative mm-hmm. lane yeah uh, for sure it, like i feel like it gets gross and exploitative and just in a general sense when you have nothing to say other than you're not trying to help you're well, just trying to like he was just trying to do be a important visual artist yeah he's like trying to say he's trying he's trying to you know like you said earlier, in a very superficial way, say, look at this, but it's something people have already said, look at this a thousand times, and it's an easy thing to kind of point out and say, doesn't that suck, but have nothing else to say about it? So it seems like... Or not it, even contribute to it at all. Or, yeah, to, like, making it better or anything, or, like, diving deeper and, like, telling these and like telling the stories on a more specific level with more specificity than just it being this broad. Doesn't it suck? And I think the movie kind of suffered from that, too, of not really diving more into these issues of, like, like the neighborhood. I feel like, like in It, how it takes place in Derry, mm-hmm. and you hear all about this creepy town, and, like, the town is, like, a character in the in the movie. And it's, mm-hmm. like, here, it's, like, Cabrini Green, they talk about it a lot, of this neighborhood, and how Candyman's been, like, haunting this neighborhood. But... I don't really learn about the history or the people in it. Like, I feel like this movie did that thing, too, where they kind of, like, kind of just roughly talked about these things. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because in the original, although it stars, like, you know, like, it's basically, like, from a white woman's point of view, she does more entrenching into the neighborhood and talking to the people than this guy does with it. He talks to, like, one guy who tells him stories. Well, I I think he doesn't feel like he has to. He feels like he's, he's... these are his, his stories, too. Which I think could have been a great thing to kind of address. At, like, But it, the movie, I feel like, doesn't really get into that. That He feels like just because he's black, he doesn't need to like dig deeper into it. Because he's just like, well, I I, I know because of this, of, of gentrification and stuff. He's and like, yeah, I've been discriminated against. I've like been racially profiled, so it's fine for me to take these stories of other people from my own profit. And, and I guess there's like there's less people to call him out for it. I guess I mean that one person kind of calls him that it's like one a weird way, thing that calls someone out about you can't because you can't really like say these are what your intentions are like it's just no. like I feel like you don't have good like genuine intentions but like It'll, well because like I guess in his art I guess we're getting really deep into the trenches just about this character and his art and him telling the story but it feels very much like when I would watch a director that I know is good, do a movie I know that this one was for the studio. You know what I mean? Like, they're definitely, like, they're not really impassioned, because the ones they're impassioned about, they really get into the trenches. And, like, for example, uh, Spike Lee. I like Spike Lee, but when he does something like the remake of Old Boy, I'm like, you didn't really want to do this. This was like, if you do Old Boy, then I get my next project, you know, then you'll finance my next project, and the next project will be, like, Black Klansman or, like, Defy Bloods, where he really gets into, like, you know, the trauma of, like, PTSD and, like, how blacks were treated and, like, coming back from Vietnam, the, but it really... The, the, the bombs that are just the there. The bombs that are just there, the like, the, the, like, like, you can tell, like, like, watching it, 
the difference between like what he what he cares about and what he doesn't because when he cares it's like he did his research and when it's not you're like yeah, he just kind of like remade some other movie that he saw before and it's okay i mean the spike lisa was never gonna look bad but you can definitely tell where the love is and i feel like and i feel like with this guy's particular art there was definitely like he he found something surface and then immediately just kind of did something off of it he didn't even like do that much research on it before so he, he put out he put an art piece together about it. I liked his Candyman art piece, that be, the, the mirror The mirror thing. thing? I thought it was a cool idea. I, I While think, it doesn't really make I, sense, but I it's think, really cool. I think the execution of it was cool, because I think the poster thing that it's, it's almost like a person of talent not putting the effort in, so it can, yeah. so, so, so it'll still look. It's like almost a good idea, I'm like, if you yeah. just get a little bit over there, and it's also talking about, it's called, the piece is called Say His Name, and talking about like police brutality, where, you know, we ha- the the kind of hashtag for that was say his name, say her name. Yeah. And, like, that, they kind of tried to tie in police brutality with the Candyman legend but of was- him being chased by a lynch mob. But, and it's like, I can see it in my head, but for some reason in the movie it didn't quite come together for me. Yeah, this movie lacks... A through line? I was like, it definitely makes sense, like, what you're saying about, like, how he was murdered, like, savagely, viciously, for just because yeah. of his race. And say his name. But mm-hmm. it's like, but the thing, and the thing is, like, saying these people's name, it, like, makes them real. It means that they were people. It means that you remember what happened to them. But it's like, when you say his name, he kills you. Yeah. So I'm like, Wait, why so would why? you want to, you want to say his name? Yeah, like the whole point of saying like say his name George Floyd, say her name Brianna Taylor was to like like remember this yeah. injustice remember so we can justice so we can make things better. But saying his name will kill you. So yeah, so I'm like, wait, is this meant to instill? And it's, it's like it, it almost made it seem like those things that say her name or say his name were like meant to instill fear, which is like the point of Candyman. Like he wanted to be remembered as like instilling fear. Sometimes, well, here's the thing in this movie, but sometimes not. Like, so let's get into that real quick about Candyman because you because you brought up it, right? And I want to kind of go into it. Uh, I want to use it as a as a a reference along with like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. So look look at all those. um, A very simple version of that is it with Pennywise. He kills kids. Why? I don't know. But he because likes to he kill. But he feeds. But he feeds on fear. But that's it, though. Like, there's no deeper and story behind it. And kids are easy to scare. But other than that, it's pretty simple. Like, he doesn't have a deep history of why he feed, why he likes kids. Other than the rules are he he, like, he feeds on fear, and they establish those rules. Other than that, there's no like lore behind him for what his what his history is, unless you go into the books where he's like an alien and there's a giant turtle and stuff. But moving forward to something more more simplistic. You got Freddy Krueger, right? He's this character. He was this guy that, that parents thought he was a child murderer and a child rapist. And so uh, the cops didn't do anything, so the parents mobbed together and they burned him in his own house, right? Killed him. So when he comes back, he starts killing the kids of those parents that killed him to be like, hey, this is an you to all, all those parents. He comes back and kills you in your dreams. Simple revenge, right? So it makes sense. There's a through line. Jason, he was this uh, he was this uh, very deformed kid that was bullied at a summer camp, accidentally killed the uh, the staff or the counselors weren't watching. He drowned. And so now when he comes back from the dead, he kills everyone that just goes to that goes to that crystal lake. Very simple, very through line. There's not really like 
why does he do what he yeah, does? Yeah, there's no... There's, he's really just doing it like, um... What is that thing? The, the Bloody Mary? Creepers, creepers, where it's like, he just... Is a dick and he well, just feeds on. Well, well, Jeepers Creepers at least has the rule that he, you know for for every like whatever years for, for like twenty three days every something years he gets to feed and yeah. that's it. But I'm like, but, but but even that I could take because that's just the rules and 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 I, I see him as like an, an animal. But he needs to eat. And yes. it's like same with Pennywise. He's doing he needs it to eat. He needs to eat. But but he also enjoys it though, so it's not he just enjoy, yeah. so it's not just like he's an animal that needs to no, eat. No, same with what's his name? The creeper. I always forget. Yes. Yeah. Creeper. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm saying that like they're not making it like convoluted as to why they're like yeah. saying it gets it gets to eat. Don't ask why. He kind of enjoys it, but he's also a monster, so he's not meant to be seen and as I a human. I don't mind that they don't go into the legend of it at all. If anything, it makes it kind of scary. Makes it scary that you don't know. So with Candyman, they kind of do the opposite, and which they kind of. They explain the story, but you're still confused about it because it doesn't really make any sense if you think about it. But they go in a Heath Ledger Joker way, but not in a good way. Where it's like, so you and I mean, and here's what I'm going with. So like the original Candyman from the first one, like he has the whole story about how he was a painter, a gifted painter, so good that like, uh, you know, like people would like people that want to show off their wealth and status would have them come over and paint them. So he painted this one girl. They fell in love. You know, they he got. He was like trapped. His parents were slaves, and, mm-hmm. like, he was, like, I guess not a slave, but, like, still treated badly, but not, but they... He was that exceptional Negro that they were, like, we won't, <laughs> we won't like you, but we do acknowledge that you're good, and we will hire you to paint, because, because we realize they that you are just that good. Super oh, there's oh yeah, definitely they like see that's him as a person. Oh yeah, but well yeah, they were like, well, we can't but, deny that. Yeah, like your paintings, I guess they can't deny his talent, and so he's hired to paint a picture of this girl, and then they fall in love, and they get you know, and then she, and then they she, knock boots, and then she gets pregnant, and then he she tells she yeah on she, him yeah she and she <laughs> she cries rape, and then they no, t- I don't think she cries rape. Really? I think she just says that. I'm pregnant. Long story short, pregnant. long story short, I, she, I feel like she threw him under the bus, though. Like, she definitely, like, she definitely did not, like, there was nothing to story about her. they were going to find out. There's nothing to story about her saying, no, wait, please, stop. Like, there was none of that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you know, he gets, you know, the mob comes out, pitches, love mobs and pitchforks and torches, and they slather him with honey, beat him to into his life, burn him alive, have him stung with bees, and then, like burn him to ashes and then spread his ashes like they thoroughly killed him like there was no like there was no zombie coming back like of this guy and so you're like okay that's a horrible that's a horrible and he comes back to kill people that say his name five times and it's kind of like what why five times not just why five times but like why what's the connection to like his death that like he kills just anyone that anyone that says his name like it wasn't like they chanted his like name. His name as he. That would have made sense. That would have made like, sense. So many other things, but it was like, yeah, it just, it was like, and in the first one, it was like he was obsessed with her, the main character Helen, mm-hmm. because he looked, she looked like she looked his like the, girlfriend, like the girl, yeah. And so he like harasses her and makes her a vengeful spirit too. In the end. And that made more sense to me because well, I was, like, focused his, on her. Well, his motives also, again, I don't know why, but at least his motives with her made sense because he was trying to make her look crazy to everyone else so that she'd have nowhere to go but to him mm-hmm. in the end. So she would, like, so every time she would say his name, 
five times, she would wake up in a pool of blood and people would be dead, and it looked like she did it. Now, in this movie, we're talking about 2021, like now that we're finally back to 2021, they don't really do that. They kind of just go with the straight, if you just say it, like you die, and that's pretty much it. Like, it's not, like, like it's not, it, there's I no, the there's no that... motivation or, or through line as to his specific motives of, of who he does it for and why. I mean, they definitely do this thing, spoilers, he pretty much, he actually only kills white people in this movie, which doesn't bother me as, doesn't bother me for that reason. It just bothered me because there's no specific reason why other than he just Well, does. I was like, that makes more sense. Maybe he's like vengeful spirit against white people because he was like lynched to death, chased by a lynch mom and stuff but, like that. But in the other, but in the first movie, that's not the case at all. He yeah. kills mostly people in his own neighborhood. Yeah, and also he wasn't even killed And by- he kidnaps a baby yeah. in his neighborhood. Yeah, like, a black baby too. Like it isn't even like a white baby. Like, but he doesn't. Like my point is, he doesn't care. About yeah, he's anybody. killing. He's killing poor people. He like, doesn't care about anybody. He's not seeking, seeming to seek revenge at all. Where in this movie, I'm like, maybe they only had him kill white people because they wanted to make it more like it's about revenge. But I was like, but it doesn't really make sense because like the white people he was killing didn't do anything. So I'm like. Yeah, they, or they didn't show any sign of like I don't know. It didn't yeah, make like sense. like they were like they were just curious about the Candyman thing. It was like ooh, let's say it in the thing, and then basically curiosity killed the cat for pretty much all the deaths that happened. Like, or it's just, like I guess that even the people in his old neighborhood that he killed, like which was like all black people, all the people that he killed in the first movie, like from his neighborhood, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything either, I guess. So it's no. like, he doesn't really care if you did anything. It's more of just like, if you say my name, I'm going to kill you. And then here it's like the, a black character says his name five times, but she doesn't kill him. But that seems to only happen when you're, when he likes you or is obsessed with you. Like Helen, yeah. the girl from the other movie from 1992 movie says his name five times, uh, like two twice mm-hmm. and doesn't get killed by him. Yeah, and they do something different here with the main character where he says the name and then something different happens. I'm not going to say what. I don't want to get quite spoilery with it. And I feel like it could have been interesting had that character been interesting in the first place. I, I find that character to just kind of be like a one-note, very selfish artist. And he, that was pretty much his only... Like, he was obsessed with, like, knowing, like learning the story. But outside of that, there's not much to the character, I there think. There's, like, no heart... The movie, the movies, there's nobody to really like... Or yeah. for like even the main couple, I was like, maybe I'll, you'll I'll be sold on their love story, but they had like zero chemistry. Didn't even seem to like each other. I was like, why are they together? They have nothing in common. His like at one point in this movie, he gets like seriously injured, and it's like looking really bad. And she never once asks him about it. Yeah, and I think that's weird. yeah. He gets stung by a bee. And I guess it's like some super magical, dark magic bee, voodoo bee, because it like basically like turns his arm into like a Cronenberg like body horror thing. But I don't really get what for. She never once asks him about it, which is weird. Well, but not only that, but he seems to not pay much mind. But even then, he, like, pays it very little mind, even though it's doing, like, horrible... Still, though, like, even if he wasn't paying it any mind, I think it's weird that she wasn't, like, 
Aren't you gonna like? Did you see something about no, that? No, no, no. Somebody mentioned it once, and he has mentioned it. Like, oh, like like with the first, the, like the first night, she says, "Oh, what happened?" He's like, "Oh, I got stung by a bee." It's taking over his arm, and he just keeps picking at it, and it's gross. But it doesn't seem to really like. I feel like they were trying to say like he's being driven crazy, but they didn't really show that well enough. So oh, they didn't. Yeah, they definitely like had. We're just like, does he not have health insurance? Like, why? What's what's up? With well, that? well, he does. Well, he goes to the hospital at some point, and they just handle it. But they never really. There's even a point where the doctor's about to say what it is, but as he's saying it, they like just fade out to the next scene. So we never even hear like her say, so this is happening with your arm. That's why it looks like it's about, it's like, his arm looks like it has deep, it's no, like decomposing. she just says we're going to do some more tests. Like she's like, we don't know. Yeah, it's but, weird. Yeah, but then they never talk about it again. Yeah. And next time we see it, the thing happens and he seems to be like, eh, I don't know, like, like it, it, it's very much a chosen one, like dark chosen one yeah, type thing. he definitely was. But, and, and I just wish I liked him. And I, bit. and I, I feel like the journey towards this, like, tragic destiny was interesting, but it's not. It would have been interesting if I, like, was invested in him at all. Like, I really didn't care what happened to him. The only person I really cared about and was invested in and wanted to see what happened was Anne-Marie McCoy, who was, like, Vanessa Williams, and she's, like, uh, barely in it, and it, I was, like, yeah, and maybe because I just noticed that she was in the other movie, and I was, like, oh, I wonder if she got another job. Like, I wanted to see what was going on with her life now. Yeah, we watched, Did she yeah, we watched the first one, like, maybe, like, a yeah. week before, so and we I had it fresh. And I cared about those characters in that movie. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, this well, one... Like, I was like... Well, that movie took its time with the characters, so, like, this movie we were invested invested in it, and I, and I think you agree with me on this. I think the movie was too... this The new one was too short. Like, it felt like when it ended, you're like, wait, it's over? I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. And you're like, where's the rest of it? Like, like it's missing... Like, I, 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 I feel, feel like it's missing half an act. I don't feel like it was too short. I just feel like they filled it in with stuff that I'm like, I don't even know why they... Filled it with the stuff that they did. Well, oh, beautifully shot, by the way. Oh yeah, the, uh, I, yeah. If talk about some good things, uh, beautifully shot. Uh, the cinematography was fantastic. Nia DaCosta definitely has an eye for making all the shots look great. The, the composition beautiful. Uh, the kills when they're there are shot in a very creative way. Uh, I won't. I will say that I was never scared. Like, I don't feel like she ever built tension very well, but that was because the kills were never really meant to be like, oh no, you're like, oh, that looks cool the way they shot it from that reflection, the way they shot it from a, or, or, or my favorite kill, which is the one they shot from a distance when they pull out from the building, and you see that character in the window kind of get ragdolled against the, mm-hmm. and it's like, in a distance, like, that to me looked like, damn, that's, that's a beautiful, that's beautifully composed, but I feel like that's a, bad thing in a horror film when all you're talking about with the kills is just that they were beautifully composed and beautifully like executed but not scary you know actually yeah that's true but you know actually another character that i cared about was the laundry man i did until i didn't they went they yeah they went in a in a way with him where like you said it felt like i like missed a part it felt like like, I was like, ooh, this Laundryman character is super cool. And then it almost felt like I went to the bathroom for, like, 30 minutes, came back, 
And then the rest of his story, and now like, he has I a, missed a And now and he has an like, entirely new motivation yeah, for doing like stuff. Yeah, I felt like I was like, oh, wait, did I miss something? No, no I didn't miss anything. No, but it was weird, because I thought that character was cool. And which, could have been cool. Which plays it into my which plays into my whole, this movie's missing half an act, if you felt like you missed yeah. something, even though you didn't go anywhere. And that character, to me, doesn't really do much. He just feels like he's there for exposition most of the time. Like, he, like outside of telling the character what's going on, he doesn't... Like except for that, in, except for when he when he does in the ending, which comes out of left field. Yeah. Oh, the, oh he, he yeah, was the kid. Yeah. I guess that scene was just also just weird. That co- and and I do like that they they do the thing from the first one where like there are different lores. There different. There's more than one Candyman. There's you know what I mean. They did a different like there was another Candyman, and they even when they uh, show the show Candyman's face multiple times, it's different. It's not. It's different people. It's different people. So it's that. So it was that newer one that we saw from the beginning that came came out of the wall, and then we get a little cameo from the original. But he wasn't Candyman, the one at the beginning. He was just some guy. But he. But they called him a Candyman, yeah. and he's like wearing the the jacket. So he's definitely like. And so it's definitely like a. There's more than one. It's like a, an urban legend that that like. Remember how the character even said like. My Candyman was this one back in nineteen whatever, yeah. and he, but he said that there's 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 multiple Candymen that have kept the urban legend alive, and I like that because whenever he sees the Candyman, it's a, it's not the same face. Makes me wonder about Helen though. I guess nobody's saying her name. No, but who would? The same people that say Candyman. Yeah, but the movie isn't called Helen. Yeah, that's true. And it kind of works at the end of the, f- the original when the guy says it because that's his ex-wife or, you know. But I digress. Um, I think the movie was a missed opportunity to talk about some stuff because I, I, I thought about this today. And ever and, and, this is, and, this, and this is the movie I'm going to both praise and kind of point out as kind of like this new thing. Uh, get out. Love the movie. It was my favorite movie uh, the year it came out. But since that movie came out, movies like Us, also Jordan Peele. There's a movie, or there's a TV show on Amazon about like black people in, like the suburbs and like them. the '60s. That them, yeah. And Something like that. and it's also dealing with like it's like this weird thriller horror that deals with race, that deals with social, like like social mm-hmm. injustice as well. And then also this. And I feel like for me anyway. Get out with the only one so far to do it. Austin deal with really racism and social. Well, it, well it, no, but it dealt. But it was trying to deal with like, like allegories to things, and it, I don't think us really nailed it. Like, like I feel like it was it was vague and it could mean a lot of things, but nobody really. But but there was no consensus on this is what this means, and I feel like Get Out was very clear and like it worked as both body snatcher film but also a film about then you add like the thing of race on it and it becomes I guess this, yeah us was kind of about like marginalized yeah but and, but again it was vague enough where it's like you can see that but then I heard people also have other things and it could yeah, be that too maybe. like but again it, it had many different interpretations and with Get Out it was very clear what it was and, and it worked as both a kind of body snatchers type film but it also but if you add the layer of race then it becomes it makes it deeper and has something to say about like um, appropriation. Where it's just, I don't know because I'm don't fine so? with no. Yes, I do. But I'm just saying like I'm fine with it. Just like I felt like this movie was trying to do a lot of things at and, once, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that 
get out started this this thing of like with yeah. black horror where like now they're like trying to like tie like messages about social injustice into the horror itself and i feel like get out was the only one to do it and successfully, successfully and clearly and the rest have been like you got something there they can't figure out how to like like layer perfectly onto like something that's also classically horror mm-hmm. so it feels like the topic is there but it's not being addressed and it feels kind of off topic from what the horror part is especially because in the original book forbidden i believe it was called it was like a, a short by live barker and in the original there was no race element it was like all set in liverpool mm-hmm. and the candy man there was just a white guy and it was like in this poor neighborhood just like greeny green there was no backstory to why he was this was a thing but it was just scary and kind mm-hmm. of like off-putting, especially when you think about like apartments like that where your yeah. mirror is connected to someone else's and somebody could crawl in your yeah. window, your mirror through like that and, and murder you in your sleep or something. So it's like it didn't, it wasn't saying anything. It was just like, here's a scary story. What about this? And I think that's really scary. Like go for that. Whereas like this one, I wasn't scared at all because they were trying to like, do, they were like, oh, let's do this message. It's almost like somebody said, like, can we talk about the fact that this guy dealt with, like, police brutality? He was, like, chased by a lynch mob and, like, how, you know, you need to say his name and the importance of that and how that's connected with modern times. And they were like, yeah, put it in a blender and see what happens. And that's how it felt. And because of that, nothing really came across really strong. I was never really scared. I never really got the social justice message. And then at the end, they did that line of like, for police brutality, doc, go to this website or whatever. I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. Should I be scared? Should I say his name and remember Candyman? But no, don't, because then I'd be killed. Like, what is what? I, what is your message? I'm, I'm looking at this movie like Marlon looked at Squirt, and he said, "Look, you're really pretty, but I have no idea what you're saying." <laughs> and that's this movie. Like it's it's pretty, but by the end, you're like, I mean, I guess. I mean, you said some stuff, and you said some words I recognize, like gentrification. I definitely understood what. It, what- your high-arching themes were, I think. But those themes were just mentioned. They just felt so disconnected. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. And I feel like with Get Out, like the mm-hmm. taking of bodies and appropriation connect. Like they're like you, like you can see the and connection. Like the white liberal, and like the white, and like, and like the white liberalism, or and even there's even like there it was more just liberal because there was like also an, an Asian guy there saying like black is in, like saying like. Well, like, like, I guess, like, liberal racism, yeah. hipster racism. Is but it's, but to them it comes across, or in their minds, it's like, appreciation. Like, we love your stuff, and we want it too, right? And, and, and you know, and like, and before, it's like, we love your rap. You know, we love the way you dress. We love your things, and, and we want it for ourselves. And now it's like, we love your bodies, and we want that too. Also, because you know, also because now it's cool to be black, and now, like, it makes you interesting to be black. And so we can take your bodies and whatnot. And, and, but again, that all melds and that all works together. So it's nice. And so if you take out the black part, it's still just a good body swap. And like, oh no, they're, they're taking people's bodies. But if you take out, like, I feel like Candyman doesn't work on any level by itself. Yeah. But the idea of, like, the black, like, like the end of Get Out and kind of this movie, I don't know, reminds me of, like, the idea of, 
police brutality being like a horror story where like the end of get out he gets caught killing the girl and he's like oh no and you're like yeah this looks really bad for this you this looks bad you know <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean i mean yeah it looks yeah i mean it looks bad to anybody but definitely to a black man <laughs> to who, anybody who, 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 yeah. who, Fighting for his life for the past thirty minutes, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna uh, think you murdered their entire family." Uh, this is not a good look, bro. Not a good look. But it's like how that is a horror story of like that kid. He was like, "I was just in the laundry, and then a guy came out of a hole in the wall, and then he was beaten to death." And it's like I felt like that was my fault a little bit, maybe if I screamed, whatever. But it's like how that can be a horror story, but yeah. it doesn't really make sense with. The, with who Candyman kills. Because he kills anybody that will say his name, I, if he, I guess, except for certain circumstances. Yeah, like I said before. And it's mostly people in his own neighborhood, like, in the first movie. Yeah. And even, what's her name, Vanessa Williams' character, she's like, oh, we don't say that. I'm like, she's scared to say the name. So I'm like, he's not fighting for the marginalized he, but they make it seem like that at the end they're like like make it seem like he's like the hero because he's like they're gonna tell you that i'm the bad guy but i'm not as he's killing all these police officers he's killing them all and i mean the cops are made to be one i mean their cops are made to be definitely one-dimensional villains where they just show up and shoot and like he's just laying on her lap but he's like shoot and then they're like shut up and don't tell anybody anything and, he's like, and then yeah. she says his name and then he kind of just shows up like horror robin hood I guess, but for black yeah, people, yeah, they like made him this like they were. He was like, I'm actually been the hero the whole like, time. Like, it's just like, hard to understand. Like they kind of made him the Punisher, but just for like the last five minutes. But I'm like, so I thought you were this vengeful, scary ghost spirit thing, and like even Vanessa Williams is scared of you, and other people that grew up in that neighborhood were scared of you. And yeah. remember in that other movie when he like murdered some little boy in the bathroom, and they talk about that with fear. Yeah. But then all of a sudden now he's like, no, that was not true. That's just what they said about me. I was like, that's what people in your neighborhood, in or not your neighborhood, I guess it wasn't his name, but people in Cabrini Green said about you. So yeah. who I don't know whose side you're on. doesn't really make sense. But I understood what they went for. It just doesn't make sense. So I would do a reboot. Take the ideas out first and make... The skeleton of the horror movie, and then and then realize what works. What ideas layer on top of this story that mirrors what's actually happening as well? That way, it doesn't feel so disjointed because those themes don't connect to what's happening. They mentioned gentrification, but if you take out them saying it or talking about it, it doesn't affect the story at all. Like I think we, they were more trying to point out the hypocritical main characters. Uh, outside of that, it does nothing else. Like it's just there, and it's just there in a conversation. But, like, they don't take it to heart or, like, change their ways or well, try to help the people that are, like, you I know, are living more. I like, character development. So, like, you see this character and you're like, these are both very, two very selfish people in yeah, a relationship. But, yeah, but, again, those characters don't have arcs that grow from that conversation. They'd be like, man, maybe we are a little, like, well, oh, like, maybe we are. I cared about her brother, too. The main character's girlfriend's brother. I kind of uh, liked him. Oh, the black gay guy? Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, I can't was... remember his name. 
I can't remember anybody in this movie. I think that's a problem. Yeah, he just. But, I mean, I mean, I mean, they definitely gave him the funny lines and. No, uh, I just liked him. He was the smartest one. Yeah, he was like, he was the, let me just get yeah, out of was, this situation. He, he, he's yeah, the voice of reason. Yeah, he's the audience that says black people don't need to be summoning things. You know, he's very much like I'm not gonna be here when shit goes down. And also, his boyfriend, I felt like they had like that five scene, seconds in that one scene together, and I was like, yeah, because. He asked how he was doing. He was like, are you nervous to meet my sister? Like, they had... I was like, I believe that this is a couple. It's all that takes. It's like somebody asking how somebody else is doing. Or I'm like, the main characters in the relationship take note. They never check on each other. And I just gonna, think that's really weird. I'm not going to lie. I would rather follow their story than the... I really would, too. Because they just seem more interesting. So much more interesting in that they would actually make smart decisions. Because both of the characters in this movie, they didn't feel like real people. They and, felt like shells. Well, and also, here's the thing. I, I never felt like the 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 two mains, the, the guy and the girl, the artist guy, and his girlfriend, I guess. I mean, they're together. Curator. Curator. Um, I never really feel like Candyman's coming after them. Every time Candyman kills someone, it's always someone that's like... Around around them or when they're not there. So it's... And, and so I'm never even like... The main characters are... They don't just have plot armor. They're not even in the scene where people are getting murdered. Like, the bathroom scene was just with a character we saw one time earlier taking a picture at a, a museum. Other than that, we don't... She, she's not a person. Yeah, because the movie was like, oh, shit, this is a horror movie. We need a body count. Let's have him do some more. Like, because if you take that scene out of the movie, it adds nothing other than we just get a really cool shot. She brought, he brought the memory back or the idea of getting Candyman back, I guess. This is this is why the, you wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like I feel like at regular skinny men you wouldn't survive. But in this <laughs> in this movie, I feel like our neighbors six houses down would get killed, and we're like, why? Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> okay. I just imagine candy men just going door to door, being like, you're "Dang it!" Like, like, he's like, "Damn it, you're black." Damn it, you're Hispanic. Damn it, you're white person. Go flash. You know what I mean? Damn it, like, this neighborhood is so diverse. Ugh. This is why you don't say Candyman in Vallejo. Because <laughs> <laughs> Candyman's going to be like, I can't find any white people to kill. But uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this movie? Find is in Chicago. Chicago's very diverse, isn't it? Yeah, but we only see black people and white people. I don't know. I'm, that's true. It's not very diverse. It's just two races in this movie. I am definitely not going to edit this out of the podcast. So, is there anything else you want to talk about with this movie before we conclude? Just I want to talk about how beautiful it is, and shout out to the artist that did the puppet. Uh, what was her name shout again? Out, shout out to, I guess, Cara Walker is her name. I'm just looking it up right now. But she does si- the silhouette. It looks like there are other people involved in this, so I don't really know that much about it. I thought that was actually a really cool element. I like that storytelling flashback. Artwork type thing. Yeah, this movie was just very pretty. Yeah, they did their shadow puppet thing, and uh, apparently, Car Walker was like the head person of that particular part. Whenever they told stories about the about Candyman, they did it with that shadow puppet. It looked cool. Like it reminded me of Deathly Hollows from Harry Potter. So like when, like when, like whenever they go into do a different medium of storytelling in a in a movie, I always appreciate just the switch up. But uh, yeah, I think this movie is again. I think it has wasted its potential. Because it's so pretty. Because uh, it, it's very pretty. Nia DaCosta, I know, is doing Captain Marvel 2, so I don't know. I didn't like Captain Marvel 1, but at least it might be pretty with the next I'm worried because the two mains in this movie were really boring characters to watch. And she already... And 
Captain Marvel in the first one was already a really boring boring character to watch. So I'm like, I don't know if anybody, like... I mean, mean, honestly, I'm worried because she's not a big-name director yet. And here's the thing, Marvel tends to hire young talent that's good but doesn't really have a lot of clout yet, so, like, Marvel can still control them, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they don't have Spielberg, like, type weight to throw around when they want to, like, do a bold choice, you know what I mean? So, like, Marvel can just be like, you need, you can kind of do your thing, but it's still got to go do dot, 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 and it's got to, like, tie into this next movie and this next movie, you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm probably not going to watch it like I didn't watch uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, but I'm sure my lovely wife will make me watch something at some point in time out of hate or out of love i don't know but i'm gonna give this movie a five out of ten because it was pretty and there were some creative looking kills the way they were shot but narratively for me and character wise it just uh it just didn't resonate i'm gonna give it a six because i think i like the visuals even more than you did so we will wrap this up. Five out of ten for me. Six out of ten for the lady. Megan. For Megan. Sorry, I forgot your name. Apologies. It's always the same every podcast and I keep forgetting. But thank you for joining us at First Glance. You can find us on the Apple Podcast app and you can find us on the Podbean. And until next time, I am Jeremy McKinley. I'm Megan Hoffman. And thank you for joining us.